from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. several to get to already. Brad, before I get to specifics, is there any trend so far in bowl season that's winning? Uh, if you blindly bet the underdogs on the money line uh, every game, uh, you know, five, five minutes before kick, you're off six units. So, I mean, I, I guess that would be a trend uh, that people are easy enough to follow. Just bet the underdog on the money line every game. What's the future with all the continued opt-outs? Seems like more and more each year and the disinterest as we're going to 12 playoff teams. Uh, I mean, I'll have to see what the final TV ratings are. Uh, I, I don't know if there's less interest. I mean, less interest in playing, but I think there's, you know, I think there's, with, with betting, people have just as much interest as ever. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, there's a lot of bowl games that have still been relatively competitive, and I still think, you know, whoever's out there on the field's trying their best, at least. That's what my impression's been for in a lot of these bowl games. I mean, it's tough to, to bat and tough to handicap, but, uh, you know, I, I thought the the Alamo Bowl was exciting last night. Uh, you know, didn't go my way. I, I thought Rutgers played hard, obviously, in the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, the, 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 the Pop-Tarts Bowl was fun, uh, even though it didn't go my way there, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I still think, I, I still think they're moving forward. ESPN owns them, so I mean, I'm sure they want their money because that's, that's whatever. All this is all about money, man. College football, so I, I think they'll continue. Brad, here's my experience. This is the first you ever bet regularly, and that's sometimes three a weekend. That would be big for me. Early on this year, when the numbers weren't so sharp in game i found it and i'm not going to say easy but i found it winnable and then it got tougher and i think that's pretty typical right now in the postseason i've turned on games in the second quarter that i missed the first quarter on watched five minutes and felt like i had a feel for what could happen it's it's right now it feels very predictable which brad i assume is dangerous if you really think that but it's been that way so far I give you credit because, I mean, 
There's been quite a few. I I don't know how anybody, the swings in the Alamo Bowl last night were oh. unbelievable. I mean, Oklahoma looks dead in the water. And then, I mean, end of the third quarter, it looks like they're going to go up 18 and they lose the game by 14. Uh, we've got teams, uh, I think there's been four instances of teams blowing 14 point or more leads. Uh, I didn't bet I, that. I give you credit. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't had much success betting them. Before I get to these questions, one more. Jackson Arnold, freshman, five-star, had three picks. But overall, do you like his future? Uh, good question. Yeah, he'll be fine. He just, you know, he held on to the ball too long. He's put in a bad spot. The offensive line was decimated. Right. Um, I don't like Oklahoma's future in the SEC, though. I hate to be negative, but uh, I, I have so many question marks there. Jim in Jupiter wants to know, can you give us your thoughts on Mario Cristobal as the Miami coach? What is he, 12 and 13 now or something like that? Yeah, I don't I don't like him. Uh, I don't like him as a game manager. Um, I mean, I got people that are close to the program. I don't like him necessarily as a human being. Uh, you know, there's recruiting tactics. I'm not talking about paying, paying the players and stuff, but just how he handles everything. I'm I'm not a fan, so I'll just put it that way. Nathan in Detroit says, good morning, guys. Could you ask Brad about the Missouri Buckeye game tonight? A wild swings in the point spread here. It opened as high as Ohio State, six and a half. Went to Missouri, three, so nine and a half points. Now it's swung back to Ohio State, four and a half, as we're doing this right now. It all, you know, was dependent on the expectation was 10, 12 Ohio State starters were going to opt out. And it looks like only two or three are going to opt out of the game. So that's why all the movement there. Uh, Marvin Harrison won't play. Obviously, Tom McCord won't. But uh, everybody else pretty much is in for the Buckeyes. So uh, that's why we've seen the movement. I I bet, and you know, numbers matter. Information matters. I have tickets on Missouri and Ohio State in the game. My preference is an Ohio State win by three points here. Devin Brown makes his starting debut could they be a better playmaking team with him? I could see it. I mean, I'll, I'll listen to the practice reports. They've been glowing. Obviously, it gives them a run threat, uh, so it'll be different in that regard. I never liked Kyle McCord. Just never saw it with the kid. Uh, I think the fact he's going to Syracuse pretty much says what his market value was. So uh, I, I don't think it's that big of a downgrade. So, again, if I look, if you're listening now, you haven't bet the game, when you want to get involved, I heck, I, I lean Ohio State minus four and a half. Humble Seeker asks, and he's down on the Emerald Coast. Brad, your thoughts on the over-under on the Citrus Bowl? He says take the under because you can't spell Citrus at UT. That's a Spurrier uh, back in the 90s uh, comment. But the Iowa-Tennessee total. Uh, it's 35. I mean, if you blindly bet the under in every Iowa total, I, I think the, the last two years you're like 22 and four, something like that. Uh, so I've mean, made a heck of a lot of money. Uh, tough. I mean, Nico, I mean, I don't think he's that big of a downgrade for obviously from Joe Milton, but not a, you know, great first test against a, a good, really good Iowa defense. So it'll be up to him not to turn the football over. I don't see a pathway for Iowa's success offensively. I just don't. Two best teams they faced this year, Michigan and Penn State. I mean, they got outscored 57 to nothing. Uh, is Tennessee, Michigan, or Penn State? No, but they're better than Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Purdue, 
and all those other terrible teams in the Big Ten West. So I guess if I had to bet the game right now at the current numbers, I'd be in Tennessee minus six and a half. I do like, though, seeing Jackson Arnold and Nico and Devin Brown. And even even though he has no future, we get to see Steve Angeli today. Very good. Uh, putting a positive uh, on some of this. Yes, I, I like it as a it, – it, the 2023 season is basically over outside of the playoff teams. I, this right now is all about 2024 for a majority of these bowl games. So if you look at it in that type of prism, it, it's actually – I don't mind it. I actually get to see these guys in a game instead of just trying to go off of a you know, glorified uh, spring game. Uh, so uh, th- this is a – uh, a little bit uh, uh, a, a chance for me to, to evaluate some of these players. Brad Powers with us, Brad Powers Sports. Well, let's get to it. Notre Dame today and Oregon State matchup. Steve Angeli, I think we talked about it last Friday, Brad. I'm assuming this is just a resume game, and then he announces he's out, right? I would guess uh, that that'll be the case. Uh so, I mean, hopefully he performs well if you're a Notre Dame fan. I, I mean, 23 starters combined are out 23. Uh, if you count the specialists, 25, because both uh, Oregon State's kicker and punter are out. So, I mean, I, I look, money's on the under, money's on Oregon State when they're a double-digit underdog. Uh, what do I do now? And if you're waking up to, uh, today and wanting to bet the game, you are late to the party. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to beat around the foot bush here yeah you are late uh if you had to bet it under 41 for me there's just so much uncertainty i think the best unit on the field would be notre dame's defense uh they only had a couple starters out uh, i worry about notre dame's two tackles being out and we'll see if they have a creative offensive game plan that, that uh you know to prevent the oregon state pass rush short so to speak i think notre dame's the deeper team i also worry oregon state's decimated as far as the coaching staff they only had three guys from this year's staff staying on, they had to hire a bunch of grad assistants to fill out the staff for the bowl prep. That worries me. Uh, just, I mean, they, there's even too much uncertainty for a guy like myself to be involved here. And I mean, this is the, this is Exhibit A. Another angle here, Brad. I've seen his reps that Steve Angeli's taken. They're meaningless reps in games. I don't really know much about his ability level. I don't think it's very high. I don't know that I think he's a better prospect than Drew Pine, frankly. Uh, I, I've seen enough to think he's better than Drew Pine. I'll okay. put it that way. <laughs> That's comforting. Um, but <laughs> I just wonder about the playmaking. Now, they, they're going to – Jeremiah Love gets uh, lots of reps, all those receivers. The Fajon kid's a starter now for them, a former walk-on who's a playmaker. That'll be interesting. Yeah, and I'll also say this, uh, a positive for Notre Dame. Jaden Thomas, Deion Colsey, Matt Salerno, those are their three highest snap count wide receivers. If you go back to the, the opener all the way back in week zero against Navy, them three guys have been banged up all year and haven't played. So they're actually back to – to where they were at the start of the season. So when you look at, like, Merriweather, Flores, Tyree, and all those guys out, I mean, yeah, I mean, losses as far as guys that played the majority of the snaps this year, but as far as the expectation of who are going to be their top wide receivers, most of them are still in the lineup here.
Jeff, too, here in the 615, wants you to peer into the future more than next year. Wants to know, Brad, where do you think Florida State and Clemson will be league-wise in five years? Uh, I'm not great with that. I guess SEC for both of them. The cop-out answer I don't know. Be- what I have no idea on a lot of this stuff. I think we're heading to basically two leagues and – just a complete separation between the top 50, 60 programs and the rest of college football. But I, I really have no idea where we're heading. I'm going to, I'm going to say they won't be in the ACC. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think the ACC really wants to get to court. I think there's a settlement number. They'll haggle over that. It may be, it may take two years to haggle on the number. And, Brad, I would assume that Florida State will be the team, and then maybe there's a bit of a domino effect. They'll get out. The real number is something like $570 million. They'll get out for under 200 There'll be a lump sum, and then there'll be a payment plan. And I'm thinking by 20 – I'm thinking in 26 they'll be in their new league. I want to I want to throw this at Brad. I know Brad's all about the gambling, but I do want to theorize with him when we come back, and we absolutely will get into these games. Post your questions. Coming right back, Brad Powers, BradPowerSports.com. Good morning. It could be a little bit tricky if you're traveling 65 up towards Kentucky. As far as the weather is concerned, give yourself a little bit of extra time. Still moving right now. 24 coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, up through the Hickory Hollow area. Radar out here this morning. You're going to see a lot of that today and over the weekend as well. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online today, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much 
By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. I'm a retired school psychologist and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the Emerald City as the Pittsburgh Steelers come into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Hawks know how to fly thanks to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Geno Smith throwing a slant by the goal line. Is it caught? Yes! Touchdown, DK Metcalf! The Steelers always get the stop thanks to the electric defense of TJ Watt. It's the Steelers at the Seahawks this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. Bill King Show, brought to you by the palatial, lovely Omni Nashville Hotel. Brad, something we talked about, and yes, we'll get back to the games. Word is, and again, wink, wink on that. SEC wouldn't be interested in Florida State or Clemson. But but let's just start with Florida State. Wouldn't be interested. I think that's just anonymous junk. But but yeah. that is that is that is what a report said here more recently. Here's my question. And supposedly the Big Ten absolutely wants to get a foothold down south, and I absolutely believe that. They would love to do that. If you're the SEC and you're hesitant about Florida State, but then the Big Ten says we're about to plant a flag in Tallahassee, Florida, don't you have to make a move just in the name of defense, bare minimum, if you're the SEC? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I I think so. Uh, I'm not – you know, I know I do expect the Big Ten to, to plant their flag in the South somewhere now. Whether they go for the program uh, like of a, a caliber of a Clemson or a Florida State, or they go for a TV market like Miami, or they go for uh, you know the academic side of things with the Virginia, North Carolina type of things, they're absolutely going to expand that way. And we'll see if they can, you know, obviously still lure uh, Notre Dame in to the conference as well. But yeah, I. Uh, I know the SEC is very strong, and they're still right there. But from a TV eyeball aspect, um, and I think TV contracts moving forward, I mean, if the if the Big Ten gets in the South, they got all four corners uh, of the of the country uh, in their conference. I mean, that makes them pretty. And they have, and obviously, SEC is very uh, you know in bed with with, with uh, Disney and ESPN where the Big Ten has contracts with the other three major networks combined. So I just think from a power aspect, moving forward, I'm not talking about what's happened the last 15 years and how the SEC has dominated. I'm just talking from a dollars aspect moving forward. I think I'd rather be in the Big Ten's position. 
Jeff, too, says, assuming there's no injury between now and next season, what's Brad's guesstimate of the opening odds of Jalen Milrow in the Heisman race? Oh, wow. I mean, he's still going to be – I mean, he'll be the favorite probably. Uh, I don't know, four or five to one-ish. I, I, he won't be an overwhelming favorite, but he'll probably have the shortest odds, four, four to one, five to one. He'll be right at the top. Yeah, as, I mean, there'll be some – I let's see what happens. Like, say J.J. McCarthy goes out and, you know, they win the championship and he announces shockingly that he's going to return. Well, that, that would be a major, you know, the, you know difference uh, there. Uh, you know, Quinn Ewers, what if he does a similar thing? He could be right there in the mix. You know, leads Texas to the national championship. He comes back. So, I mean, he could be right there in the mix as far as the Heisman favorite. So, still a lot to be determined there. Uh, but, I mean, as of right now, if I had to set it, yeah, Jalen Morrow is going to be the favorite. Ags and Strohs on the Texas Gulf Coast. He's a big Texas A&M Aggie. Says, our beautiful sport is being ruined by name, image, likeness, and other things. He said, we only had 45 to 48 scholarship players for our Texas Bowl the other night. 45 to 48. Just just decimation almost of that roster. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to blame the players. I mean, 18, 19-year-old kids. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to blame the leadership. I'm going to upbringing a lot of the handlers around these kids. I mean, kids are going to be kids. I mean, if you're allowed them to do stuff, they're going to do it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh I mean, the leadership at the top of college football has failed it for the last 15 years. The fact they couldn't see this coming down the pike when they started these uh, different conferences uh, as far as the TV networks on uh, individual conferences. Uh, I, I mean, money, greed, I mean, no different than what's happening in, you know, outside of college football, you know, ruining a lot of things. So, I mean, yeah, certainly it's, it's not good until they have to, there has to be rules and regulations. I, I hate that. You know, coming from there doesn't have to be like an NCAA situation where every little item has to have you know the four different bylaws and all that different stuff. But there has to be uh, some guidance here as we move forward. I mean, the easiest thing is going to be uh, these players specifically. I, I we could do a whole podcast, uh, everything on this bill. But obviously, Title IX could play a factor. I don't know if that could blow a lot of this up. But if we're just talking football, the money generating revenue generating sport. I mean, these players are going to have to be contract. They're just going to have to be contracts. They're going to have to be employees. And that that way you could guide this uh, and have a little bit more of a semblance of uh, some structure here, if that's the case. That's probably the easiest way is just to make these football players employees. Georgia-Florida State on Saturday, this number. I'm looking, Brad, at 19.5. You can clean that up for me. It looks like a freaking blowout. Yeah, it's 20, and I'm here. It's probably heading to 21. Wow. Uh, I'll go under. I, I'm i not going to lay that in a bowl game. I'm just not built to do that. Uh, under 44.5 for me. Uh, if you're, you're into derivative markets, uh, team total, like Florida State, under 12.5. It's not widely available. That would be an in, you know interesting proposition there. But, I mean, I – I'm normally in front of these big ones. I expected Georgia to have some opt-outs, so I'm a little surprised they haven't had more. They've had some transfer portals, but uh, Florida State just decimated. I mean, that's that, that's the saddest state. I mean, honestly, I'll show, there's nothing sadder than this. Georgia, the two-time defending national champ, 
lost one game by three points uh, in the SEC championship game. Florida State, an unbeaten conference champion, and I'd rather watch the Arizona Bowl, Toledo and Wyoming, because it's going to be a much more competitive game. It's on at the same time. Bowers is out, which is not at all surprising. Offensive tackle, Mims is out. Florida State's roster, I don't know if you saw this. Somebody posted Florida State's depth chart the other day on Twitter, and then they marked through the names who won't be playing. It was basically everybody. I'm anxious to see at some point if a team just opts out of the bowl game. Team, not a player, team. So I'm anxious to see if that, that happens at some point. I was talking about that. But but you're saying even on paper, the one-sidedness here, laying 20 is too much, regardless. I, it's too much for me. I'm not, I mean, right. I, is Kirby going to run it up on them? I, I don't know if he's got that. And I, he actually typically isn't a guy that, that, that does type, that, that type of stuff. So uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not built for it. I'm just not. I mean, I – I, I'm regretting not betting Georgia minus 13, I can tell you that. Oh, I know. The Saturday matchup, which is in Atlanta, Peach Bowl, Ole Miss, and Penn State. I know Ole Miss is motivated. They have a chance to win 11 games in the history of their school, first time in the history of their school against Penn State. Is, is Ole Miss the more motivated team, or are they both equally motivated i think they're both motivated i think it's a really good game i think the winner might be preseason top five you know kind of that uh team that's uh you know uh, sneaky uh, team to, 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 to be a national title contender next year specifically Ole miss if that if they pull the upset i you know i always go back to we don't have too many opt-outs in the game i always in that case i always go back to the power runnings i made it like five that's where it's at <laughs> it's five uh, I laid three and a half with Penn State. That's where it opened. Markets moved towards my power rating. I don't have much on the side there. Uh, I'd lean over. Uh, I know Penn State games have generally been lower scoring, but I don't have to worry about whether Penn State's defense coordinator, Manny Diaz, is gone. Uh, I, I think we see a, a little bit more opened up on Penn State's offense. And I think Ole Miss will have a little bit of success on offense themselves. No core down on the Emerald Coast. He is a Florida State-Washington fan. Those are his two teams. Ask Brad if he sees Arizona as next year's Washington. Seven wins in a row, plus an Alamo Bowl win, is a great springboard. Plus, he says, no OU or Texas in their new league. Yeah, I mean, and obviously Washington was a team that what but won their last seven, eight games a year ago. Uh, won the won the Alamo Bowl, uh, so I, I could see, you know connecting the dots. I could see that as long as they can hold on to Jed Fish and he doesn't take an NFL job because I do think he might have uh, some interest there with his NFL background. But uh, I it's too early for me to I haven't even dived into the schedules. I I mean I don't even know these rosters yet. I do expect you know Fafito be back. I think T Mac will be back at wide receiver. Cowling, the other wide receiver, will be gone. I don't know if they'll be able to hold on to McLaughlin, the tight end, whether or not he'll leave. I think Manu on their defense, the linebacker, should be back. Uh, <laughs> it's too early. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, 
there was nothing fluky about what they did this year. Uh, I mean, that was a legit 10-win team and, you know, a lot of momentum right now for Arizona. I will give you, Brad, my number one surprise as far as motivation because I would have bet – I didn't bet it, but I would have – that Southern Cal had absolutely no need, no emotional tie-in, no – Let's go get it at all in their bloodstream against Louisville, and that is not what happened. That one shocked me greatly. Uh, I bet USC, so I wasn't overly stunned. Uh, I I didn't like Caleb Williams this year. I, I thought he – I mean, obviously he put up great stats, but, I mean, it, you, any quarterback's going to put up good stats in Lincoln Riley's offense. Look what Miller Moss did. Uh, I just thought his playground antics, uh, you know, hero ball constantly actually hurt USC this year. He uh, playing the confines of the Lincoln Riley offensive system looked pretty good with, with Miller Moss there, and defense showed some emotion. You see, uh, they're very, they had a lot of depth at wide receiver. Uh, I was obviously I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I, I do root for the blue bloods of the sport. I was happy to see a blue blood like USC play with some fight, play with some emotion. Because, I mean, they're pretty listless down the stretch of the season, so kudos in that regard. Also, could it be said that it's a measurement of Louisville probably not as good as those numbers that that record indicates? Very good point, yes. And then also they were without their top two playmakers on offense, Brash at wide receiver and Jordan at running back. So that hurt them a little bit, and Plummer a very average quarterback couple of quarterback predictions back to the portal that have not happened yet. Will Howard thinking now Ohio State. How would that mesh? Uh, good question. I don't think Will Howard's that great. So I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I'd like to see what Devin Brown does tonight. I mean, whether or not Correct. you need to spend all that money on Will Howard. So uh, I, I had, I had to wait 24 hours to, to get that answer, but, uh, I, I guess, I mean, it gives you at least a guy with some more experience than a Devin Brown going in the off season. I mean, am I going to be upgrading Ohio state's power ring significantly? Cause they added Will Howard. No. They also have Aaron Nolan, a big name quarterback in yeah. Georgia coming in. Now, not that I'm going to pencil in a true freshman, but that is a futuristic name. You have to remember another one is Cam Ward. At least before yesterday, I don't know if he was watching that game yesterday and probably got turned <laughs> off, but the thinking had been Miami. I don't know why you'd want to go to Miami in that offense. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I know. I, I mean, horrifically coached football team. Spending money, though. Uh, if you're a Miami fan, you'd like, you know, when you got a program spending as much money as anybody as far as player acquisition, man, you'd like to have a better head coach. Uh, if that was the case, because then you could see all that money that you're investing in the program actually pay off. I'm not sure it's going to for Miami. On three, also had this prediction. I don't know if I buy it, but it is intriguing. Evan Stewart to Tennessee, which would put him with Nico. I've heard that as well, Uh, not just from on three either. Uh, other whispers of that. So, wow, that that would be a, a massive pickup for, for Tennessee. 
considering what Josh Heupel does on a stat sheet with his receivers and, and playmakers, period, quarterback, running backs, receivers, it would be a really – I mean, Evan Stewart's already going to be highly thought of regardless of what he does. But if you want to go to a place where they're going to let you run up and down the field in green grass all day, that's a pretty good decision, if true. Yes. Yep. I mean, he would be – he'd be among the list of, you know, seven, eight guys preseason All-American at wide receiver. L-Dog down in Peachtree City said, I do think the Big Ten would expand south into Florida. He says, I think Miami – is a good fit because they're an AAU school, meaning academically. And he said the Big Ten has never accepted a non-AAU school into the league. Now, Nebraska was, but they got it pulled. Yep. Uh, Miami checks probably the most boxes. Uh, Name brand, TV market, Florida, and believe it or not, a very high academic school. Uh, everybody thinks a football team, but it's very highly regarded. So, uh, international city. So, I am on the Big Ten. That Notre Dame would be one, Miami two. Think about it. You've got L.A. You've got New York. You can say you've got Chicago. Now you got Miami. I mean, you can't get Make Texas. Them tough. Yeah. I mean, got another few minutes here with Brad. Come on, right back. Comedy Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Be careful. The further north you go on 65 up towards Kentucky, you may run into some weather. Traffic's still moving out here right now in Wilson County, uh, headed towards Hermitage there through Mount Juliet on I-40 going westbound. A little bit of radar was reported earlier out on 24 in parts of uh, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro area. You're going to see a lot of that not only today, but all weekend long. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Everyone loves Nashville right now. It's the perfect family getaway, but it isn't just known for its food, bright lights, and music. It's also known for football. The trans-perfect Music City Bowl is coming to Nissan Stadium on December 30th. Come see Auburn versus Maryland right here in Music City. The music, the food, the fun. Spend your weekend in Nashville. It's your family's perfect start to the new year. Tickets are available now at musiccitybowl.com and on SeatGeek. Brought to you by Tennessee Lottery. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville 
Double Stack or the world-famous Bar Lines Grinder. Oh, you've never heard of the Bar Lines Grinder? Two kinds of cheese, lettuce, Dijon, smoked turkey, smoked bacon, smoked ham. Now that's some smoke you want. Local brews and local spirits are on tap at Bar Lines. Take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of Music City. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's the NHL Winter Classic on Sports USA, and we ring in the new year in Seattle as the Kraken host the Vegas Golden Knights at the outdoor home of the Mariners. It'll be an action-packed matchup of the NHL's newest franchises. The Knights know how to cash in their shots with Eichel and Stone. The Kraken will defend with Dunn, Larson, and Grubauer between the pipes. It's the Cup champion Golden Knights and the Kraken outside in Seattle. New Year's Day on your home for the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup, Sports USA. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. Clemson, Kentucky. That game is in about two hours and 20 minutes. And that's the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville. URC in Incline Village. Regarding that game, Brad wants to know who you favor in that matchup? Uh, well, who I favor is Clemson. Who I bet was Kentucky a uh, long time ago, galaxy far away. I took plus nine. Uh, it's as low as three at one book right now I'm looking at. Well, my numbers matter. I mean, if I saw Clemson three and a half right now or three at that one book, I'd actually lean Clemson. So that would be my, my lean at the current number would be Clemson minus three and a half. I would think – Clemson would be very motivated considering at least the four losses they had relatively early. Yeah, I mean, they're playing their best ball of the season now. I mean, they were certainly hit much harder as far as the opt-outs, uh, transfer portal and whatnot, and the NFL declare, uh, declarations. Uh, so, I mean, that's the reason why Kentucky's taking the money there. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Clemson's better than their 8-4 and four record. They're, they're a pretty solid team, probably. Probably should have been a 10-2 and two caliber team. That's kind of how I treat them as my power rangers. Another portal question. DJU predicted to go to Florida State. Your thoughts. Do you like that? Uh, I'm not, it certainly stabilizes them uh, with Rodemaker leaving. Uh, Brock Glenn, I know that they hope to be the future, but I tough look in the ACC championship game, especially when you see USC's backup do what they did against Louisville. Uh, yeah, needed, but not a huge DG, D, DJ guy. So, I mean, uh, Florida State's going to take a, a step back and then some next year. Jonathan in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, is a lawyer down there. He listens to the show and comments a lot. He said, guys, 
Michigan has not seen athletes like Alabama is going to have. I'm going to go to the Beau Rivage down in South Mississippi. I'm going to put $1,000 on Alabama plus one and a half. Is he making the right call? Yes. I'm just worried that it seems too easy because right? everything isn't that easy in life. Uh, but I am certainly on the Alabama side. That would probably be my favorite play remaining uh, of all the games. You heard me say, well, I bet it's this number, and I would not no longer bet it. But that's, that game's still playable for me. I, I like the Tide for a multitude of reasons. I mean, just history and bowl games, they've been so much better than Harbaugh here recently. Uh, Matchup-wise, I don't think Michigan's offense is going to have much success against Alabama's defense. I just don't see that trend line. I think Alabama's ascending. Michigan, we'll see if they're, they're healthier, but but that offense wasn't trending in the right direction down the stretch. Uh, I, I get a plus sign with Nick Saban. This is only the fifth time it's happened since 2009. First time it's happened against anybody not named Georgia since 2009, uh, Alabama for me. Could you have gotten that a few weeks ago, plus three? Never saw three. Okay. Although I'm hearing Michigan money's going to show here. Of the big, of the big, the guys that want to bet big, they will, they like Michigan. I don't. So I, I, sometimes the market gets too cute. I just, I don't see it. They think Michigan's going to win the line of scrimmage. I'll, 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 you know, all right. I mean, I, I just, I, I disagree. I vehemently disagree with it, but we'll see. The guys that have bigger bankrolls than me like Michigan here. Well, you've got till Monday. Are you saying if you like Alabama but you hadn't bet it, wait because you can probably get a better number? Yeah, wait a little bit. It's not going to hurt to wait because you're not dealing with – we're not dealing with key numbers right now. I mean, oh, I I lost the plus two uh, and now I'm betting plus one. I say that and watch the game land there. But it doesn't matter that much if you lose a half point or a point. What you want is, you know, to wait and see if you can get that three. And that's what I'm doing. Now, I've already bet Alabama because I thought – at the time, I thought two and a half was going to be the best I'd see, but I'm hearing whispers that might be able to see, might be able to see uh, a little bit better. So we'll see. Is Oregon, and I'm looking here at minus sixteen and a half, too much to lay against Liberty? Everyone's saying that, but I mean, Bo Nix is playing, and Liberty didn't play anybody. They didn't play a Power Five team this year, so huge disparity. I, I lean Oregon, believe it or not. I'm kind of leaning on the favorite. Uh, what I prefer is the over, though. Uh, if you had to bet it, over 67 for me. Does Dylan, Gabriel, and Dante Moore not understand the rules that you can't go together? What's up with that? Yeah. Dante Moore's <laughs> recruitment, just everything about his last two years, right. uh, just doesn't add up to me. Uh, weird, weird situation there. Uh, I They'll, you know, they'll be fine. They're not going to make a major step back. I do think they take a step back at quarterback next year. They're not going to get what Bo Nix gave them the last couple of years, in my opinion. Uh, they need a stabilized quarterback going on the Big Ten. So, I don't know. There's a lot of sift through there on Oregon's uh, chances there to, to make a run at the Big Ten championship in year one. Why would Malachi Nelson, who was the heir apparent, leave Southern Cal? Good question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he was probably not happy that they were in the Will Howard sweepstakes at that point. Uh, right, right. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was third string to begin with this year, obviously behind Miller Moss. 
That's a good point. Brad, happy new year to you, sir. Tell everybody what they can do to get your uh, football info. Happy New Year to everybody out there listening. Uh, if you're interested in, in at least what I bet in the remaining bull picks, 20 bucks, bradpowersports.com, Bill King tab, top of the page. Fantastic. See you next week. All right. Take care, Bill. There he is. Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com. Outstanding work. We got to most everything there. I do believe. One more break. One more segment next time we're back. It's 2024. How about that? Good morning. Be careful. The further north you go on 65 up towards Kentucky, you may run into some weather. Traffic's still moving out here right now in Wilson County, uh, headed towards Hermitage there through Mount Juliet on I-40 going westbound. A little bit of radar was reported earlier out on 24 in parts of uh, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro area. You're going to see a lot of that, not only today, but all weekend long. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Oh, oh, uh, open that one. It's for me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever. Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, <laughs> it was me. I was just so excited! But look, we won! 
Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. He knows more about the oblong spheroid than any man in America. It's Bill King. Danny in New York City says, Bill. Portnoy is in Dave Portnoy, supposedly about a million on Michigan. That is his alma mater. I don't know if that's true or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. He's got that kind of money. I think he's made with the sales and stuff and the chunks that they've sold off. And then just got back. Remember, he just got it all back from Penn. I think he's made 80 to 100 million bucks just on that. Him playing around and dropping a million on a game wouldn't surprise me. Particularly in a situation like this. Think about it. Number one, he's a very well-known celebrity type dude. Whether you like him or not, he's very well-known. Very successful and he's the kind of guy that would do this. He's the kind of guy that absolutely would do it. And, and probably will make it back if he lost, make it back just in notoriety. So I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, I would not doubt that at all. I hadn't seen that though. Danny, my um, igniter rod is supposed to arrive today. I don't. It's going to be chilly. Now, I know you guys are going to laugh at me. It's going to be 40. The high is 40 here, and I know you guys are falling over giggling about that. That's too cold for me to be out there working on an igniter rod. I don't know when I'll get to do that. I may try and cook on it and watch it fluctuate on me again. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day was a wonderful day, but we fought that smoker from 8 a.m. until about 8 p.m. <laughs> Trying to get stuff done. <laughs> uh, taking pellets out, cleaning it again. I had it totally clean. It didn't, didn't seem to matter. Tom in Myrtle Beach said it's been a fantastic playing portion. Sad to see it come to an end. Tell everybody out there, Happy New Year. Go Buckeyes. When we come back, y'all, Tuesday, we'll have the championship 
The national championship, two teams set. Yeah, we'll have those those set. Oh, this is something I didn't mention. I was talking to my uh, one of my sons about this. Bell wanted to mention the performance by Marcel Reed in the Texas Bowl. Yes, Marcel Reed played right here. It's from here. His dad, Rod Reed, was a longtime TSU football coach before Eddie George. And again, he played here at Montgomery Bell Academy. Got the uh, got to play quarterback the other night and put up some really impressive numbers. Now I do not know if he's got a. Uh, How about that? In about an hour, Marcel Reed, who Ags and Strolls were just talking about, and Dad Rod are going to be on with Greg on WNSR. So on this app, uh, you're listening on this app, right here on this app, in about an hour, 10 o'clock Central Time. Again, we're on Central Time. Greg is going to have them on. How about that? Yeah, that's a fantastic story. I was talking to, I, I knew there was something I was trying to get to this morning. I forgot. That one was it. Ags and Strolls on the Texas coast bailed me out on that one. Jeff, too. Bill, happy new year to you, the family, everybody associated with the show. Thank you to everybody who participates in any way and makes the show amazing. That it's been a fantastic 23. I know 24 is going to be even better. Yep, I uh, I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna have think about what what's possible in the next coming season, whether it's the non-playing portion or the playing portion. Michigan searching for a, a head coach. You think? Very likely, it seems. Twelve team playoffs. Four new teams to the Big Ten. Two new teams to the SEC. New teams to the Big 12, couple new teams to the ACC. Florida State wants to bleep out. That could cause a domino. I don't know if that happens this year, but we'll be watching. We'll absolutely be watching. It could be that this, yeah, this could be fun. New quarterbacks getting transitioned in Jackson Arnold. Nico Iamaleava, Milton returns as perhaps the Heisman leader. Odds-wise, LSU needs to fix their defense. Florida State with a huge roster overhaul. Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore in Eugene, Oregon. Arizona's Ascension, now they're playing in the Big 12. Like L-Dog said, they're not having to deal with Texas or Oklahoma. Leaving that league. Oklahoma's future kind of choppy right now, I would say. Buckeyes transitioning quarterbacks. Is it going to be Devin Brown? We get to see him here in a couple of hours, just a few hours. Is it going to be some new dude? Will Howard does there Nolan. Before that year is over, take over. Oh, we got a bunch. Happy New Year, y'all. Enjoy. Be safe. Hey, New Year's Eve is amateur night. My advice, do not go out. Don't. Don't do it. Lodgepile.
960 AM. 